Hi, I can make you disappear into my box, Condé Nasty. And I'm a pulsating mass of synthetic flesh, that girl. And this is Reading Drag Race, the show where we talk about whatever we want. But mainly RuPaul's Drag Race. So, hey that girl, thrilled to have you back. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, the third chair subbing in for Hersela. It's so great to see you. Uh, we also have a guest this week. I'd like to introduce to the fans. Uh, it is Patty Mayonnaise. There we <laughs> go. No, it's not Patty Mayonnaise. Fuck. It's, it's Patty, Patty Gaynaise. Yeah. There we go. It's Patty Gaynaise. Why don't you explain the pun to our listeners? Um, so, Patty, so happy to have you here. Thanks for coming on. I did hound and harass you for several weeks to get you here. I am so happy to be here. I'm so glad that you did harass me as much as you did. Uh, That's how the Me Too movement starts. <laughs> uh, Alright, so uh, with all of our guests, we always like to ask about your fandom with RuPaul's Drag Race. Why don't you tell us about uh, your fandom? How long have you been watching the show? Uh, so I watched the first three seasons in real time and okay. was madly in love with it. Uh, I think I was like really attracted to kind of like the fashion queens like Angina and Raja. Uh, and then I don't know, I must have just like not have had cable for season four and five because I missed those and then reconnected with it in season six and was like, oh shit, like you missed some stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, Have you since gone back and watched seasons four and five? Yes. Okay, so yeah. you've watched every season. I've watched every season now. Okay. Uh, but yeah, season six was like, wow, this show is like really turned it up, really elevated. Uh, yeah. And I just, it's just as gay and super exciting and just, but so much more. I love yeah, it. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. I, I feel like it started off in so many ways like it can't be parody but like as somebody who loved Project Runway myself and watched intermittently the first three seasons I I loved the fashion end of it but it was also really campy and then I feel like you come back to it and you're like oh this is a real legit competition reality show now like uh and obviously now I'm a super fan as I host a podcast on it <laughs> um so uh why don't you tell us what your coven is we ask this of every guest basically who are the five queens who give you life, who resonate with you, who, like, in some way you feel some connection with? Definitely. Could uh, just be your favorites. I, I mean, like, number one for me is Katya. It will always be Katya. Same. Yeah. Same. I mean, that crisis control commercial alone, like, sold it oh, for me. Like, yes. Oh, my God. Like, like brilliant genius. <laughs> Utterly brilliant. Yeah. Graham Norton on that show was absolutely right. Gene, yeah. yes. Yeah, like I, like, I totally, it, I mean, just, and also, like, I don't know just I don't know a queen that like is making anxiety like campy and fun and just I don't know relatable I, oh yeah and owning it speaking to it yeah. yeah for sure for sure uh, and then Alaska just because of her just like unapologetic desperation to win the show like <laughs> <laughs> I love that it, I, I like it just it tickles me pink I, uh, I played so volleyball with you so I, I've been there I've been there <laughs> So true. Uh, so those are like definitely my top two. Okay. Um, and then I think Shangela, because uh, she's just like this just ultimate RuPaul's Drag Race success story. Like yeah. the first one gone in season two. Totally. Makes it really far in season three, despite like, I mean, frankly, Raja and Delta Work being total cunts to her the whole time. Completely. Uh, and then, you know, 
everyone knows that she should have won All Stars three. So I don't know. She's that rounds out my coven. I would say. Uh, yeah, no, that that is a valid coven. No, yeah. I to- I totally get it. When I do my coven, I'm always like, it's not Sasha Velour and Shea Coulee. It is the like, because I feel like in some way they're both too fierce for me. But the like crystal gem that is I don't know if you watch Steven Universe but the crystal gem that is Shea Coulee and Sasha Galore work, working together is always my fifth yes um, oh, that's right. which that's is right. really a great way for me to be like so I have six I have six yeah <laughs> <laughs> but I, I stand by I think they elevate each other and like I wish that I almost I wish in the real world they worked together more because I bet that would be phenomenal yeah um, so alright um, well, that was a lot of fun. Why don't we move on into the episode? Okay. So, um, the first thing that happens is they get back into the workroom and they have, uh, like the lipstick message, the debrief, uh, Vanjie's talking about, you know, the fact that like, she doesn't really understand the criticism. what do you guys think about that? What did you think? I was totally spacing out. Sorry. <laughs> I can speak to That's it. Real. That's real. I can speak real. to it. Uh, the laugh track is phenomenal, by the way. You're like Alaska. <laughs> so, uh, so honestly, like, I have lots of thoughts and feelings on this. This is the one thing from this episode where I'm like, don't mind me 30 seconds into talking about the episode while I, like, go on an aside. I feel like Vanjie has some, there's something about her that we all, like, get that resonates with us. That is like, you are such a character in a salt of the earth, chaotic, good, wonderful way that people can relate to. And I feel like there are people who come on this show who I would describe as chaotic, good, like Alyssa Edwards, Chi Chi Devane, totally. Vanjie. Um, I don't know if I'd give chaotic good, but chaotic something to Silky Ganache. Um, <laughs> and I feel like sometimes the judging really embraces that and sometimes the experience of just going through the show results in Alyssa leaving and understanding how her like off the cuff Texas charm that like resonates but also seems kind of like nuts in a fun diva way like like we I fucking love Alyssa Edwards for good reason I love Chi Chi Devane I feel like Chi Chi Devane's season 8 versus All Star 3's performance were like she was much better season eight that she was all stars three i think they really got in her head and i think she was phenomenally talented especially given how broke she was like if i ever become an eccentric billionaire i will be giving tons of money to vendela creme and chi chi devane so that chi chi devane can go through the like yes and improv school of vendela creme because i think chi chi devane has got it and i think the show worked against her and i feel like i'm watching the same thing happen to vanjie and the show is one where, in previous seasons, Michelle was really judging, judging. But Ross came in and was somebody who was giving constructive and helpful criticism to the queens and helped build them up. And I feel like they're giving Vanjie input, but she doesn't know how to make sense of it. And I feel like I'm watching Vanjie lose a little bit of that dynamism. And I, I like, I'm not gonna lie. I'm watching it and I'm like, you guys need to either be more explicit in your coaching of her or not give her these one-off statements because she's not making sense of them. I, I monologued. There. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Into it. Lots of feelings. <laughs> Did you? Did I? Did you? Um, no, I, I actually. You can tell. Me I feel, I feel badly because I, I agree with all the judges' critiques of Vanjie, and I understand that she doesn't know how to apply it because it's an abstract concept. 
Like, you need to do you, but also do the challenge and bring what it is that you are while still being true to whatever character that you're trying to create. And honestly, I I agree with the critique that she doesn't do that. And it's kind of like, hey, girl, we know you got something. We know you have star quality, but you need to also show us that you have that X factor as well. Just like having having personality and charisma shooting out your asshole is great. <laughs> like, lovely, lovely. But you need to be able to channel that and forge that into things. And like... That's an abs- a highly abstract concept that has no real, like, directives, almost. Like, there's not, like, any real, like, if you did this, you would do it. Like, there's no way to yeah. coach somebody It's not like a that. Nina West, like, get it since your waist critique. Yeah. It's much more abstract. I also, but, like, I, it's also confusing because I think that Silky deserves that same critique. Absolutely. She and is it the same that person. they don't give it to her. Yeah. yeah they, no. Well, they praise her for it. They're like, this is, it was so brilliant of you to choose whoever that was in, uh, And it's Silky. It's always Silky. Yeah, in the Snatch Game. Sorry, I agree with you so much. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah. they, like, they praise her for that choice to pick someone that basically is Silky Ganache for the Snatch Game, but Vanjie's over here being like, why, you know, why I gotta be Vanjie all the time? Yeah. And it's just, that's confusing, I'm sure. I, I completely agree, and while I agree with the judges' critiques, they're saying, to me they're saying such, it's while it is an abstract concept, they're saying such opaque things to her that are, like, in the same way that I feel like Chi-Chi Devane got... Uh, input like this they're saying things that are not clear enough and i think they're actually doing her a disservice at this point but they're also i think that vanji and uh um chi chi were just really in their heads like knowing that this is a television show at this point like i don't i think that i mean chi chi even says it in all stars three she's like i don't want to be the roxy like knowing like specifically that that is potentially you know yeah her fate yeah you know so she's like incapable of just like living in the moment in season three yeah because she's like oh fuck everyone's gonna hate me because i'm the roxy this season yeah yeah Um, i fucking love chi chi devane so much like i want such good things for her and in a weird way i'm glad that she's gone out and is like i'm trying new things i'm doing this like weird sia thing and like you know this like indian inspired look but there's a part of me that's like they kept critiquing you for doing a drag that felt like very New Orleans meets like Motown's 1960s. And they and while Rue and Michelle were like, oh, that's tired. We've all seen it before. As a millennial, I'm like, you know who pulls off fucking old school glamour Louisiana meets like Motown in the 1960s fucking perfectly? Chi-Chi fucking Devane. Like, <laughs> like she had a great lane and they were like, get out of that lane. It's tired. And it... Frankly, it was so old it was new again. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. Um, but, like, what was the question? Oh, yeah, no. It was basically asking about what you thought about Vanjie's critiques and the fact that she thought she was lost. Okay, got so, it. Got it, got it. We took a meandering path. I, I, I told you at, at the stop, that was where I was going to Like, that was where I was going to take you on the sojourn. So let's keep going. So. Okay, so... Okay, so let's get let's move on to the the mini challenge. The mini challenge this week was everyone's favorite mini challenge of the season. <laughs> the Big Pit Crew Challenge. 
Uh, I, and, I don't even remember the name of it. Yeah, like... Dirt what? Squirrel or something? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's always hawking some new underwear brand that I've never heard Dirt of. Dirt Squirrel was the sponsor. The name of the the name of the actual mini challenge was like... I don't know. Balls and oh, balls sacks. to the wall. Or, ball, yeah, something like wall. that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, what is it? The whole Pekru walks in and then Delta walks in. I... I don't know. I never really... I never really liked Delta work. I just thought she was, like, a big bitch. Yeah, she was, like, a total cunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I was just like, oh, good to, good for you. Like, look at you, Delta, serving up those one-liners. Yeah. I, I was here for it. Yeah, me too. I love her. Yeah, I like that they're finding ways to incorporate uh, previous season girls. I've said this a bunch of times on this podcast already, but I like that they're incorporating the previous season girls and doing so even in ways that aren't, like, you know, the most, like, obvious or direct or, like, you know, so-and-so did really well in A, therefore we're bringing them back to do that again in a different way. But no, it's, like, even, like, with a mini-challenge like that and, like, literally what's being delivered, oh, I deliver a few quick puns. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I feel like this is the one that really stood out to me as, like, kind of random, though I know Delta's, like, on Rue's production team, getting Rue all together. Um, I lo- I Delta, I think we all have mixed feelings because we've seen her be a bitch, but we also love her in certain ways. But, uh, yeah, no, I love that they're bringing them back, too. This was the one that felt the most random but cool yeah but at the same time like i'm everybody's ball girl like that <laughs> perfect perfect line oh, she's got great it. delivery and maybe she won the underwear challenge in season three i don't remember uh, yeah I, know. <laughs> I don't know i don't know but at the same time i'm like yeah i want to be everybody's ball girl too yeah like, good, for, good for you delta uh the actual challenge i thought um uh, i thought veggie did really well um I think the Brooklyn's fail was a standout that she was like with Bruno. Like, I mean, who would it be like, oh shit, like, I have to touch Bruno now. <laughs> Concentration bust. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I also feel like Vanjie's like adorable, I'm going to guess Korean, like very cute. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. crew guy, which by the way, I just love like, you know. Asian men being represented as sexy at all, but um, he he was fucking gorgeous and he seemed very like athletic and like he led Banji to that one. Totally. Like I feel like Banji won because she got the pit crew guy who was like <laughs> on it. Yeah. And then on top of that, there was uh, who was it? There was uh, the Silky's pickup. Silky's pickup at the very end. Yeah. Sean Morales. Yeah. Was Sean, and then they do the chest bump at the end. I was like. This is exhibiting everything we love about Silky and everything we love about Sean simultaneously. <laughs> and I was just like, here for it. <laughs> um, what else? Then we move on to the actual, like, you know, the picking of the teams. Uh, Vanjie won the mini challenge. Yay! Woo, she, she won, won something. something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Like, it's the first time she actually, like, fucking wins anything, which is just like... <laughs> Girl, it took you till episode 10 to win anything. The anxiety is real. I, <laughs> I know. Feel, I feel for Banji. Totally. I think that she definitely has, like, put, like, so much pressure on her because she is someone who was brought back. So, like, she needs to, like, validate that decision all the time. Yeah, I think I think she doesn't realize how much we all love her. As somebody who's seen her on tour and stuff, I'm, like, I'm thrilled to see her here. I think she feels like she was a one-hit wonder who has to live up to something but can't. And I feel like... 
I don't know. I think the fans are inclined to love her. I think she's putting more pressure on herself than the situation actually calls for, but I totally get it. A thousand percent. Yeah, I feel for her. Yeah, no, I totally, I totally understand that sentiment. And it was just like the case where it's just like, and that, and then on top of that, it's not like she's been doing poor at all. She no. just hasn't gotten the win. Mm-hmm. She's I agree. been in the top plenty of times. I she agree. was in the top for like week three. what the w- first the fir- first many challenges. Like yeah. out of the first five challenges, she was in the top for I think four of them. Like if we hadn't been introduced to her in season nine, like we would just be like going apeshit over her, you know? Like yeah, but like we are kind of grading out a curve. I a little actually bit. agree with you. I didn't think about that, but I legitimately think that. Now that you just said that, I, like something went off where I was like, I think Banji would be getting like a silky edit yeah, if we didn't percent. get that mm-hmm. exposure to her before. And to me, I'm like, no, I fucking love Banji. Yeah, and I feel like you, she does a great job, and then you guys read her, like, yeah, no, like there is no pleasing them in relation to Vanessa Benji Mateo, totally. and it's just like. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, if you look at anyone's performance outside of, like, you know, the Brooklyn, like, runway from last episode, like, outside of that, you could find things wrong with anything, and they're just really grading on a curve when yes. it comes to Vanjie. Yeah. Um, but she picked those teams, and the teams ended up being, what, Vanjie, Akira, Silky, and Evie on one team. Yeah. And then... Nina, um, Brooklyn, Brooklyn and, Sugar. and Sugar on the other. Uh, what what did you think about the teams? Because I have I have things to say. I totally expected her to pick that team. Uh, I mean, did they, you really? Yeah, absolutely. They call themselves they call themselves the Dream Girls. I mean, Akira, uh, uh, Silky, and Banji, and then. I Evie did. was the one where I was Evie like, was the wild are card. Are you kidding? Yeah, me? Evie was the wild card for sure. Um, but. I knew that she wouldn't want to pick uh, her BF, Brooklyn. Uh, yeah, yeah. That would just I agree with you things. on that. I didn't want to work with someone that I was, like, hooking up with either. Yeah, um, no. <laughs> And then, I wouldn't want to pick Sugar. Uh, <laughs> uh, True enough. Yeah. And then, I guess I don't really have, like, an explanation for why I wouldn't pick Nina. Oh, so but... the Nina thing was my, like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. the second that she, her first pick wasn't Nina West, I was like, well, she deserves to go home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, so. Yeah, no, fair. Honestly, though, at the same time, like, I'm just like, Banji, you made some stupid choices picking because you picked all personality, all conflict, all show stealing, all improv, yeah. everything. Yeah. Which is great for a solo show but for a team challenge being like being able to solo improv and work a crowd is one thing being able to improv as a group and play off of each other is a whole different skill she picked her friends yeah because she's closest with the ev too like you know on the side yeah i don't know i definitely don't think she should have picked brooklyn and i think this was a weird episode for rue to talk about it because brooklyn hasn't had a good performance like acting or improv well Ruth is trying to start shit <laughs> but Ruth's just trying to start shit but like for me personally Brooklyn came in here as a front runner and fucking knows how to construct a garment and I feel like Brooklyn has come up to to Vanjie in the workroom and Vanjie's front like struggling with her look and Vanjie gives her what is clearly a very deliberate cold shoulder I don't know. I feel like gays are so weird about intimacy where it's like, these are my best friends, but somebody I'm fucking, I need to like keep like a, a 10 foot pole, like keep them at a, a distance at all times. And to me, I'm like, if you're fucking dating 
the runway queen and she wants to cinch you and make sure your garment works because she's got downtime fucking like lean except in. that help yeah like what the fuck mm-hmm. I, in this instance i'm like yeah she should not have picked brooklyn yeah she is not a performance queen but the weird hot and cold that she's giving brooklyn to me is just like uh i'm so glad i'm not fucking single like it just reminds me <laughs> of like toxic issues i feel like in gay dating culture but that's a whole other thing but this wasn't like the first time where i felt like vanji embraced their relationship as much as Brooklyn has. Because Brooklyn yeah. the entire time, this entire series has been like, yeah, we're we're a thing. And Vanjie's been much more like, yeah, oh. Yeah, you're right. Uh. Yeah, but uh, I'll say this, though I don't think that it was like the good choice for Vanjie. I think it was a great choice for the audience. Yeah. And that I was just like, yes, Nina can lead a team. Uh, what is it? Brooklyn, she can follow but then still bring herself mm-hmm. while following. Yeah. And Suga's basically an amorphous blob. <laughs> so I was just like, yes, jack of all trades, master of nothing. Let's go, girl. Like, I, I, Yeah, no, I was like, so the other team is going to win. Yeah, no, Angie I mean, set herself like, for, up for failure. And as much as I love it, the Vanessa Vanjie Mateo, she deserves whatever comes to her for making these choices. Yeah. If I was choosing teens, if I was Vanjie, it would have been Nina West, Akira, and Sugar. And Sugar, for the reasons you say, which are actually positive, and I love Akira, and I feel like they've been sleeping on her, and she's very funny. Yeah, yeah, no, she can, she can bring it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then we get on to the part where they're actually doing the preparation, and I think that the biggest thing looming over the preparation was Rue's question uh, to both Brooklyn and Vanjie of, like, why do you think so-and-so did pick you? Why didn't you pick so-and-so? Mm-hmm. Huh? And, uh, honestly, I was, like, that question, I don't know about you guys, but that question just made me, like, it, it it would have if they had taken the bait, but neither of them took the bait. You know, like, Brooklyn was like, I'm not upset with this at all. Like, yeah. You, you know, and Vanjie was like, gave great reasons why she didn't pick her either. So, like, it, she was, they were like, we see you, Rue. <laughs> we know you want to start some drama, but you're not gonna. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. I think they both diffused it appropriately. Exactly, yeah. Um, I definitely think Rue was hoping for more there. Yes. I, I am, like, very amused that they're not even editing out the moments where Rue, like... Fails. <laughs> or fails. Yeah. yeah, even better. Like, they just... They're just... They're keeping it in. And I think Rue's always done this, or has been doing it a lot more in recent seasons. Definitely. And they've edited it out. And I love that this time they're just like... I. It, I don't know. If I was RuPaul, I'd be like, we're not gonna, we're gonna edit that out for season 12, right? Like, it doesn't look good. It looks, it looks like you're a, like a spineless, but like, you know, you have no, like, it makes me think of like a producer of a shitty reality show like The Bachelor, who's really willing to do whatever. Do you know what I mean? I just feel like it's total like snake oil salesman almost, that it's just like creating shit where shit isn't just to be like... Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it just, it really turns my stomach in a way that I just don't appreciate. It's very Regina George three-way call. Yeah, yeah, no, it's very Regina George three-way call, and then on top of that, it's just, like, literally it's one of those things where I'm just like, 
bitch, you must be desperate for this Emmy. You want the follow-up Emmy, and this is how you think you're gonna get it, and, like, ugh, ugh. Yeah. Quit, quit looking in the mirror, girl. Yeah. Quit looking in the mirror. It is, it is quite off-putting. Um, alright, so then, do you wanna... Oh, no, like, onto the actual, like, preparation for the challenge. I think it's really strange that the Nina West team had the edit that they did, and that they're like, what are we going to do? We can't make up our mind. And then, like, the entire time that they had that edit, you were just like, well, they're gonna fucking slay this bitch. Like, you... I don't, I don't know about you guys, but I was just like, there's no way that they aren't going to fucking murder this challenge for this team. This is going to be one of the best performances of any challenge for the entire season. And I just had 100% and complete faith that they were going to fucking destroy it. And so I was just like, okay, like, give them the little bobblehead music and then, like, try to make it seem as, like, questionable as possible. But at the same time, like, you're sitting there just being like, really, do they have to do this edit? We know they're gonna fucking kill this. I'm, I'm, like, so bad at seeing the future. I am constantly tricked. Are you like, that music, that music does it for me? Like, I had, I, like, bit all my nails off during that scene. I feel, (laughs) I feel like that season happened, or that, that scene happened for two reasons. One, like, to trick the audience or whatever, but also so we can see... Nina West's, like, goofy motherfucking faces as she's laughing at her own lame jokes. Like, it was so endearing just seeing her just, like, facial contortion as she's like, maybe we're sorority sisters. Like, it just cracked... Sorority <laughs> It cracked me up. I was very into it. Yeah. No, I... I don't know if I watched it and was like, they're trying to misdirect me. I think Nina came into this challenge knowing these are things that she's very strong at. And then she really, really struggled to execute the week before. And honestly, like, I wasn't there for that episode. It was it was Hersla and Oblivia. But I think in a lot of ways, Nina had to handheld, handhold Brooklyn and she let herself down. So she was in her own head about how she would manage to do this. Um, and so for me, it made sense that she would feel that way in the moment. But I had complete and utter faith that she would pull out a win. Like... The moment they announced this challenge, I was like, so Nina's going to win this week and we're going to have four people with two wins. Like, I was like you, I was 100% certain the moment they announced the challenge. But I also thought that Nina was really in her head day one. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, the other team, though, what they did their walkthrough and they're like, are we going to improv it? Let's... We don't need a script, girl. Like, it's gonna be fine. Why was Akira so adamant? Like, she was so adamant. Like, she was very against them writing anything down or preparing in any way. Well, I think How that'll... Do I barely remember this. Do this? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Do, yeah. I, do I, I love like Akira so big. much that I don't miss her making... You, you totally have an Akira blood I might have gone to the bathroom during this. Like, <laughs> um, like okay. it was to the point where I felt like maybe she was trying to, like do Evie dirty because she knew that like she Vanjie and Silky have a great rapport and like you know can go off the cuff with each other because they're the dream girls and then Evie would look bad I, I like it was just so weird how adamant she was I don't think that Akira is that calculated <laughs> I think that it was literally just like well I can do this like, why can't you I, 
I improv my show at home yeah. all the time. Silk does the same. Vanjie can obviously improv an entire thing. Bitch, we fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was one of those things where I think they thought that they're just, like, the natural charisma yeah. would carry them through. And it was just like, yeah, but this is like a script. Like, this is a show. It's not like an improv performance. You're trying to deliver a show. Your challenge was it to improv magic it was to deliver a show and there's a big difference between the two and i don't think uh especially coming up in the club scene and having like a new show every night and da 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 that most of them are so used to this life of being on stage by yourself deliver 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 and having that be very well received by an audience that when they like are put into a challenge where it's like do a show on stage deliver that they don't think beyond like oh i can do this yeah this isn't going to be a problem for me totally uh, yeah and uh cock, co- cock joke cock joke yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like Alcoholic insert joke. crude joke that i cannot yeah. say on tv left right and center their improv relies on a lot of stuff that is too blue for vh1 which yeah i feel yeah. like is the big like this ain't gonna work, girl. And I think that's and why it, they ended up with the a last-minute rewrite of their entire thing, and it all ended up being cookout-themed. I was like, Ugh. why is this challenge cookout-themed? And they had nothing that tied that in at all. And no, I'll, say this, so I'll say this. If we're gonna go to a cookout, make me a plate. I will show up. I will eat. I will contribute. Like, I'll bring the mac and cheese, girl. But at the same time, I was just like, this is a magic show. This ain't no fucking cookout. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so let's so let's, random. let's talk. So we've talked about production. We're leading into the actual performance. Do we want to just like what jump we, in? Yeah, like yeah. No, I'm ready. We right, can let's do, do that. it. Let's <laughs> do it. All right, okay. So go ahead. Yeah. No. The the first group up. Honestly, I don't care who was first. Let's talk about the failures and then the success. I love it. I'm okay with that. Yeah. So, yeah. Because we we're, were already we're already, already there. Yeah. Yeah. So like. Uh, what is it? Team Black Magic. Yeah. Where I'm just like, that name. <laughs> What'd you think? <laughs> I thought Banji had a reasonable reason for saying the Black Magic, and we're going to say the Black Magic is like a tagline. Here and there, they killed the joke within 10 seconds of it starting. What, they just start chanting it, the like, Black, Black Magic? magic it wasn't a bad idea. They, like, ruined it immediately, though. Yeah, yeah. And the thing that I also, like, I don't know, I didn't feel like I was at a magic show or a magic performance. I thought, like, I was in front of, like, a bunch of people that were just, like, you know basically like automatons that like would be do like it felt like a puppet show of a magic show <laughs> like it didn't feel like we were actually watching people do magic we were watching like people go through motions and that that resulted in like quote unquote magic because like uh you know how they started off with their big like you know the big entrance thing with the with the big curtain and like Akira disappeared and then Silky showed up. I was just like, oh, like you're slowly spinning around and trading out people. And like you saw so far behind the curtain that it was one of those things where it's just like, this isn't magic. This is just slowly, a slowly rehearsed trade wreck. (laughs) I would agree with that assessment. Yes. No, I think a lot of times magic tricks require 
a smoothness of execution or sleight of hand in order for them to be convincing. It's very subtle. And so everything they were doing was like, somebody showed us this the day before, and we're really being rickety about it in a way that, I, like, I agree with exactly. We're seeing way too far behind that curtain to read this as a magic show. Yeah. Uh, they, they had their little dance numbers in the back while people were doing it. I will never forget the thing that Banshee was doing with her hands, where it's just like, what... What, what what is this drag wizard shit you got going on, girl? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. <laughs> uh, uh, the actual magic, though, what did we have? We had uh, Silky do the milk trick, which I was just like, what? what? Like, like I don't know if you guys felt this way, but at the end of her trick, I was just like, does anyone really even know what she did? Like, I get that milk went away, but at the same time, like, and then she's like, and then the paper! And it's just like, you, you didn't build this up appropriately No, she was so to... clunky. She <laughs> was, like, she was, like, you know, like, she was not, like, everyone was talking over each other, like, it, like, it, uh, ugh, ugh, it was, so this is the first time I felt, like, silky being silky, that she's not being clocked for at all, ever. This is the first time where it, like, it really didn't work. Yeah, it she really died. The way that she normally speaks does not have the right pacing for a magic show. She didn't deliver or set up the trick when she did it. Her outfit was fucking terrible and her potty contouring was awful. Silky Ganache was absolutely bottom two for me this week. She did a fucking terrible job the whole way through, as far as I'm concerned. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. Especially because, like, she did her trick, but I feel like at a lot of... At no point was it established what her trick was even going to be. So it was just like, hey, look at this bitch pour milk into a newspaper. (laughs) And then she's like, floosh, and you're just like, oh, apparently it's gone. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like, and now I'm going to make this milk disappear. Like, we never got that moment of, like... Here's the setup and the punchline. No, totally, totally. They didn't know how to do that at all. It was pure punchline without any setup of like, and now you're going to see this. I would characterize their whole routine as that way. But well, I was gonna say Evie did do like the setup and like like an explanation as to why she needs a bra. But like, all I could focus on was her insane voice that just made my ears bleed. It was so fucking uncomfortable. Yeah, she made a character choice that was, like, not working. No. Yeah. She was trying to be, like, a, a like a certain kind of weird that was just, like, discomforting. Yeah. It didn't it, add anything. It made my skin crawl. I, I love Evie. Yeah. I, love I literally Evie. was just, like, I didn't under, I didn't understand, like, what it was that she was, like, I still don't know what her joke, like, what was her trick? What was it? Like, she, she made a bra, like, she, her bra came off, and without her unclipping no, it? No, she, or... she made a bra disappear, separate from the bra she was wearing. Or up here, right? It was, I she made it, was she made it up here, up here, I'm sorry. Up here, yeah. Up here. She made a bra up here, from, like, a, a tied not, scarf, like, she tied two scarves together. Uh, oh, I thought it was, like, she took off the bra that she had on... Like, I thought there were... On her body. Yeah. So this team did... This team did... No, it wasn't. This team (laughs) did a poor job across the board. (laughs) Okay. I don't think the confusion is an us problem. I think it's a them problem. (laughs) Uh, So what was her dream? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, But then we had a a curious trick of the swallowing the balloon. I was like, yes, deep throw balloon. Uh, As far as I'm concerned, Akira did the best job of this 
group, and that's not praise for Akira. Yeah, that's not like <laughs> because she killed it. Yeah, it was like it felt like she was competent and in the background, but what she did made sense. Well, what? she had the most fun magic tricks. So, sure. Like I will give her that, but all, but like the one thing that I. I think that she contributed to that performance was her outfit. Like, that was the only oh, good outfit. outfit. Yeah, <laughs> it was the only good outfit on that team. Yeah. They weren't cohesive at all. Yeah. Uh, that's literally all she brought. And uh, that, well, I, I honestly feel like it was the only thing that was an actual trick because, like, I mean, come on with Vanjie. It's like, literally, it's like, let me, let me see, watch me hold this bottle upside down in a paper bag. And it's just like, I didn't, and then like finally when she yeah when she crushes it, it and I was they confused, were all I gone. Guess. I was just like, oh, okay. But all the other times, I was just like, you're holding, you're it. holding a bottle, you're holding a bottle. <laughs> like I visibly <laughs> see the outline. I, I see, see your the hand bottle and she's yeah. like, like you know. I agree. I agree. Um, okay. Anything else on that team? Uh, what was their final trick that they did? Oh, where like Vanjie's like floating or like, Yeah, no. Oh, that was Man. just rough. I think literally integrating Miss Vanjie. Miss Vanjie. Yeah, totally. Was the best choice they made. <laughs> and that wasn't like. Wow. Again, not saying anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then like when Vanjie woke up and was like, what? what? I hear more Oscar the Grouch voice and I was like that was the moment where I was just like this is the criticism that you missed (laughs) I love how you're like no it's deserved Uh, in this instance for sure it was I mean it wasn't like but Silky was being Silky too there were no action steps given I agree with that critique of the critique there were no action steps given does that mean that it wasn't true? Not in any way. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I agree. All right, so it wasn't that's... helpful criticism. It was just like criticism. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, oh, well. But moving on to the second group. Um, Which was actually the first group. But yeah. 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 <laughs> the first group. <laughs> moving on to the winning group. Yeah. <laughs> moving on to the group that didn't make you feel worse about yourself. Just watching it. No. Uh, I... Love this performance from start to finish. Honestly, in, like, a single team doing a, like, challenge and the end result of this challenge, I think that it was easily my favorite group performance of this season. Agreed. I thought it was better than both of the Drag Olympics performances, which were also very top-notch, as well as both of the Black Panther things. I even thought it was better than the Britney Televangelist challenge result i thought this was cohesive from start to finish everything was meticulously planned the dance numbers the upside down splits while they're doing the tricks like every single thing was accounted for they did the damn thing it was huh be still my midwestern cheese-based heart for nina west and the fact that she just like uh she she fucking did that shit i was it was one of those moments where you're just like, and that's why you're here. Yeah. I Like, I would have paid for that yeah. experience, hands down, and then, like, left the theater being like, I'm glad I fucking paid for that. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> one of those things where if they were like, hey, uh, what, Brooklyn, Nina, and Sugarcane are on the road with their magic drag performance, I would just be like, how much are tickets? <laughs> when, when, when is it? 
Oh, yeah, I no. want him. Nina has already confirmed for me that anytime she's in town for, like, a production. Yeah. Now, like, the uh, bar meet and greet I may go to, but if she's, like, if Nina West has a show, I am buying tickets. And we were, we were at Roscoe's when she was actually, like, in town for the, for the viewing party. Yes. And... Honestly, I was really, like, shocked and impressed because she was there with Silky, Brooklyn, and Honey Davenport, and of the four, I was like, Nina's the sassiest bitch, and she's the funniest bitch. Huh. Like, sassy I, surprises me, funny. Yeah, that. no, she, she yeah. was sassy, too. She yeah. was, like, pulling punches. She was, like, she was literally, like, responding to, because I also listened to Nita West's podcast, Dragcast, which she oh. does every week, and I was listening to that, and she called out Silky on the fact that, you know, Silky had been critical of what, what like, her shit the previous week for the Farm to Runway stuff. And then she was there the following week for the Snatch Game. And so, uh, and Silky was there, and Nina, during, like, the live recording, like, actually called out Silky and the fact that she was shady towards her during the previous episode, and then they had, like, this, like, sisterly love moment, but it was, like, kind of like, bitch, shut your fucking mouth or else I'll stab you, too. Ew, I need to listen to this. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was pretty kind of, I was just like, go, Nina, don't, don't just sit down, take their shit, be nice, like, it was... I, I remember, I she was funny, but I expect that of her. What surprised me was that Brooklyn was funny. Oh, Brooklyn was also very, very funny. Very yeah. funny. And sharp and shady. Got it, puns in left and right. Like, reading the other girls casually, which is why that Snatch game is still inexcusable to me. But Yeah, yeah I know. It was one of But those... that surprises me, too, because, like, I mean, like, I feel like the funniest moment that Brooklyn has had was the reading challenge. And I think her reads were great, but they were definitely, like... She had written them down like the night before. Like she, was like, she had casually played, yeah. really funny at Roscoe's, and that's Very like quick. on the cu- like or off the cuff, which I never would have guessed. I would have never guessed. She that should either. have just picked a character a lot like her to be where the costume would do the work, and then just was a shady bitch at Snatch Game. Yeah, yeah, no, she's definitely like one of those things where I like when seeing her live, I was just like, ooh, you. You cunty and I kind of here for it. I'm kind of here surprising for it. Surprising no one. <laughs> surprising no one. Yeah, so let's get back to, to Nina and their performance. It was fully planned from start to finish. I loved it. It was super cohesive. It was exactly what Nina does. I think she did a very good job of getting Brooklyn to incorporate physicality into the performance in a way that Brooklyn could. Because I think that's somewhere she's comfortable and therefore able to add comedic beats. I think Sugar was exactly as malleable as that girl has described and did a good job being there, was the least standout role, but did a good job. Yeah, I totally. mean, but, like, the the introductory appearance trick, yeah. that versus the other team where, you're like, you know, they're like, that bitch, da-da-da-da-da. Like, they integrated comedy into literally every story. Yeah, yeah. Their performance yeah, yeah. and like they the just like the facial expressions mm-hmm. the like over the top stupid dance moves in the background like literally everything about it was just like over the top like old school drag drag yeah yeah and they set up every trick perfectly so we, we perfectly and they did it in a way where it would be like campily over the top. So it was funny, but it was also like, we get what's coming. Like, they hit hit every note perfectly. You know what it was? What? Magic. 
watch it. <laughs> it was. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, what was it? Uh, who had the... F- uh, let's just... It, fuck order. So, Sugarcane's trick was... I think it was... I don't know if it was I first. I don't remember. No, Nina's Nina was, was first. Okay, we'll do it in order then. Yeah. Nina, Nina's trick was first. I loved Nina's trick. I thought it was great. I thought it was weird that they did the when both bottles appeared because it was just like I don't even think that that was a mistake yeah. because then it segued into like the alcoholism yeah. bit and yeah. then just like pulling all the bottles out and like which also just like impress my dumbass. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. You were like, truly. Yeah. I was like, what is the physics Holy here? shit. Yeah, no, I was totally the same way where I was just like, this bitch is a real magician. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. Yeah, no, so I, I thought that was great. And then, uh, we And had... also she picked a voice that, like, didn't make my skin crawl. Yeah. Like, I liked Nina's yeah, no. <laughs> character voice. I agree. Yeah, you, all of her choices. Like, the the ASRM, like, magic thing. Yeah. Like, it was fantastic. It was so, like, it was so high camp, high drag, and then her outfit was just such high camp, high drag. I, like, I, I'll say this, like, there's a reason that Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, is, like, one of my favorite movies of all time. Like, I live for high camp to the max. That is my favorite thing about any, any like, media experience is can you do, like, stupid shit for cheap laughs? <laughs> and if you can deliver that, I'm here for it. And I, I feel like it was peak camp peak old school dragon. I just love the whole thing. Yeah, she fucking delivered. Yeah. But then Sugar was next, right? Yeah, yeah. Sugar was next. She had the, like, the, uh, dirty panties <laughs> apparition <laughs> thing where I feel like it was, it wasn't to the same degree as Silky, but it was similar-ish that I was just like, oh, so she made these panties appear, but I didn't know before, like, there were more panties. I didn't know that that's what she was trying to do. You know? Yeah, totally. I mean, well, the story didn't really... Yeah, it didn't really convey that. But I thought the setup was amazing. Brooklyn upside down doing the splits. The fact that Nina, like, separates her legs and then just makes this, like, crazy campy face to do it. Yeah, she takes, like, a whiff of her stinky taint. Yeah, yeah. The, the throwing of the glitter on the tape. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. See, I think everything about it was well done. I just think that Sugar got a trick that's not, like, a super fun trick. I thought it was even set up. I, like, I thought, if anything, the whole, like, and they're gonna be clean, but actually there's gonna be a ton of them, was, like, because we're not gonna know if they're clean or not. Like, that's what you do. Yeah, true. I just think it's not that exciting of a trick, but she sold it. Frankly, I think they put a whole lot of pizzazz up at the top of it with Brooklyn and Nina getting involved to sell it the best they could. I thought she sold it really fucking well for what it was. And Agreed. that was a trick she was assigned. I, but, but it was like, they kind of did sugar dirty in the sense that like in the training montage part, like we see what we think is Nina's trick, but then it turns out that there's more to her trick. Yeah. But with sugars, 
we see her trick yeah. in the training montage. I think we they see did literally her dirty everything. by literally giving her and that a we, And then yeah. the opposite is the case with Brooklyn in that she what does a that? totally different trick. Yeah, what, what was that card trick? Yeah, like why did we never see that in the actual performance? Who knows what the PA is, honestly. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, I also fucking loved Brooklyn's trick. Me I too. thought it was great. And the thing about Brooklyn's trick, uh, which is different from both Silky and Sugar's trick, is the fact that it didn't have a setup. You didn't know what it was, but it was so like it. It was. It was so self-evident that it didn't matter. Yeah. Okay. It, it yeah. Did, like it wasn't supposed to have a setup because the actual visualization of it was the setup. But with the other two. It was that wasn't the case. Yeah, that wasn't the case because, like, I mean, with Silky's thing and the pouring of the milk, you're just like, she's pouring this thing into this newspaper, but at the same time, it's just like, well, paper doesn't hold milk, and it definitely doesn't hold a whole gallon of it. So, like, obviously, we know it's not there, bitch. Like, it wasn't yeah. like it wasn't like this buildup of like. Ooh, and then like I don't know I just I... but also with Brooklyn's like I, I think that it was uh, very like old school just magic like yeah. in the sense that it was like actually very skilled sleight of hand yes uh, which I, I mean even with Nina West's like there's clearly some mechanism that we're not seeing that like yeah. you know switches right. the shot glass in the bottle but it's literally just a sleight of hand yeah. that Brooklyn had to probably practice like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't do that on my own. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would definitely need to practice it. Yeah, right? Yeah, but I thought it was, you know, I, I thought it was a great execution of a trick it and it worked really well. Yeah. yeah. So, there we go. And then her last trick was the uh, reverse Shangela. Yeah, the reverse Shangela. I love that they gave it that name. That yeah. was a great They joke. punctuated. Like, the, the, it wasn't... Things that didn't need to be punctuated. Like, perfectly the whole yeah. time. Yeah. It was fun. It I, was... I like that trick. I love the whole thing. As I said, probably my favorite, like, challenge performance of the entire season. And now that, like, honestly, probably I'm going to be hard-pressed to find one that I liked more in any season. But it's also just, I mean, the writing was so smart, and, like, I, I'm, I, you know, attribute that to Nina, but uh, Rue loves being self-referential, and there was the Valentina callback, yeah. there was the Laganja callback, with I feel very attacked right now, yeah. and there was the reverse Shangela, like, right. in, like, 40 seconds. Yeah. So, like, it, it, of course they were gonna win, and it yeah. was... Oh, they knew exactly yeah. what they were doing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, they played their audience perfectly. Perfectly. And if there's... I love being played like a fiddle. Yeah, so, me too. <laughs> it was one of those things where they were like, I feel very attacked right now. And I was just like, yes, bitch, yes. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to lie, uh, when I get into arguments with my husband every now and then, I totally pull that line out and I'm just like, I feel very attacked right now. Does that diffuse the situation? Do you no. Know? <laughs> but that is a true story. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, no, I totally live for those moments. I, it was uh, fantastic. Start to finish. Great shit. Um, but are we, are we ready on, to move on to the runway? Yeah, uh, let's pull up the actual pictures of the runway so that we can take a look. Um, okay, let's just go down them by team. Uh, starting off with 
prefer what is it reverend dr silky nutmeg ganache we still haven't figured out why she's reverend which i'm just like that was cut from the edit but like i'm sure there's a reason (laughs) (laughs) but uh, i actually really like this look for silky I thought it was good. I thought it was very smart because she's a bigger girl and uh, uh, this kind of challenge you can just disappear under and so she kind of had a it's it's a sheer um, caftan and she has like a really beautiful dress and good body work on it and I also think there's you lose a lot of interesting visual dimension doing a caftan so she did that hair which adds a whole lot of visual dimension to this runway look as a whole like I think she made nothing but good choices with this runway. Totally agree. That's, I mean, that's really well articulated. I I did find it just a little bit safe. I I don't know. I just found it a little bit underwhelming. Well, hasn't every single runway of Silky's been a little bit underwhelming and a little bit safe? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not saying it should have won. I'm saying it was very well chosen. Yeah, no, I think, like, with your sentence, like, I was, like, I'm fully hating on it until you said that. So, yeah, no, I, I, I honestly think it was a step in the right direction for Silky just because like thank god it wasn't another pageant gown and can somebody read her for the fact that she always goes back to a stereotypical pageant look when she doesn't know what to do girl get your life together i'm still pissed over that like the monster challenge where she just like failed no it was the witch where it was just like they read me for being like beautiful no they read you because it looked stupid like, it's yeah. so basic. Yeah. But, <laughs> anywho, uh, Evie's yellow caftan sweater, like, monstrosity, like, uh, I don't know, the coming of Jesus thing that she has. <laughs> like, <laughs> loved it. Okay, I couldn't tell. Loved every minute of it. It was, like, weird. It gave me, like, uh, Katya, ugliest drag, like, sweater vibe. I love that look. I love that, that look. That was so good. She didn't win that episode. I, Which and is it drives weird. me insane. What? Yeah. With that, like, Raggedy Ann wig and the crocheted, like, and she brown took the and the tiniest yellow. role of the whole thing and made a performance out Agreed. of it without, like, adding false lines or superseding it in any way. Like, she should have won that challenge. But let's get back to the look. Except for the fact that Ginger deserved to win. Well, yeah. yeah. Ginger's fantastic. I do love Ginger. Uh, Evie's look, I also loved. It it was very, like, I don't know, like Madonna meets, like, gay hipster beach party. And Oh, yeah, no. It was very, like, um, Mary. Yeah. I loved it. It was just, like, too cool for school, but also I look hot as shit. Yeah. Uh, into yeah. it. Very yeah. into it. It was very... It reminded me of, like, you know, just, like, Brooklyn, high fashion, I don't give a fuck, but I obviously give all the fucks. Because I look too fucking cool. Yeah, I look too fucking cool <laughs> to you obviously not You love that trick. <laughs> that you, you are... You, for the audience, I, Patty Gaines type is the hipster who perfectly executes the performance of I care... I. And I too don't cool give a fuck. to care, but it's so expertly performed that it obviously means they care. That I well. fucking care. Like yeah. that is Patty Gaines. <laughs> that is so true. 
Um, so, uh, love you. <laughs> that wasn't a read. No, I know. I mean, even, like, Evie and Boy Drag is also so motherfucking my type. I get it, I get it. It blows my mind. Uh, so, moving on to Akira's look. The infamous pant look with the butterfly wings. You are over! You are over, Miss Thing! That, the category was Caftan. Yeah. The category was captain. That is not a captain. Yeah. You are over. Yeah, it looks like a like a decorative skydiving outfit. <laughs> exactly, uh, exactly what it looked like. Uh, we did get we did get that great uh, Ross like pant pun that made me cackle. Yeah. So yeah. I'm okay with that. But for me, this put Akiri in the bottom too. Okay, I hear uh, you because she was the one who uh, was adamant that they not write anything down. Okay, which was why they failed ultimately. Okay. And then she's the one who just flat out did not do the runway challenge. So for me, this week Akiri was bottom two. That makes sense. That makes sense. All right. So moving on to Vanjie's look. Uh, Vanjie's, I loved it minus the nose ring. I didn't understand the nose ring, but outside of that, I was just like. Yes, uptown, I'm feeling it, walk, 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 like Mary J. Blige, bitch, yes, live for it, I love the print, I love the fit, uh, she got it to flow right, she did her little skip down the, I'm gonna go too fast down the runway skip, (laughs) but at the same time, with a garment this flowing, it looked great for her to walk with that much velocity, so <laughs> I thought it was velocity. velocity. It had movement and direction, girl. Okay. <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, I thought I liked the look. I thought that the nose ring brought in, like you know, I don't know. I just equated it with just like honestly, I was like, oh, a cultural appropriation nose ring. Yeah, like, I yeah. was just like, that didn't need to be here, and yeah. you put it here. It reminds me of some girl going to Coachella that's just like, I'm wearing my headdress. Well, I mean, to be fair, she said, I'm a rich white lady. So. <laughs> fair enough. That's funny. Yeah. Fair enough. That's funny. So maybe it was lady. like the ultimate cultural read. Do you love the nose ring? Ring now? <laughs> now I'm kind of here for it. Now I'm kind of here for it. So, on to the other team in their looks. Brooklyn, starting us off. I loved this look. And then, like, she just worked that fucking garment. She fucking sold it. She always does. Yeah, you know, I loved it too. She is so dancerly. I feel like it was a great fucking outfit, but she sells it. She performs every runway in a way that I feel like. I can't think of anybody else who quite performs every runway the way she does. Yeah, no, I think that she honestly, like... Because the other girls, they pick a garment, and then they figure out how to sell it. And I feel like Brooklyn had the forethought to pick garments based on being able to sell those. Hmm, So her caftan is the most flowy thing you've ever seen in your damn life. And the reason that it is, is because she can fucking sell that flow like nobody's business. And I feel like other girls, like, they kind of just, like, had a garment and then they figured out how to sell it while Brooklyn designed the garments in order to be able to be sold. 
Her I, story also really made me laugh. Like Studio Fifty Four meets Sex in the City Two, like Abu, like Sarah Jessica Parker in Abu Dhabi or whatever. Because, meets Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah, because because <laughs> that movie is truly terrible, and any reference to it just makes me laugh. <laughs> okay, I never saw it conceptually. It was like, wow, this is in the midst of the Great Recession. You thought that this luxury vacation was a good idea? I, it's so tone, tone deaf. Does not even begin <laughs> to describe it. Yeah. Uh, Canes reminded me of very like into the woods. It reminded me of it's a little Anna Karenina. To me, yeah. it's not a caftan. To me, it's like a robe. To me, <laughs> to me it's like she like you know she's gonna have like a night by the fire, you know, yeah, on her bearskin like... rug. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I was not into her look and then her... <laughs> the reveal and then the reveal like every reveal it was just like girl. I don't want to win. Yeah. And then, like, she took the... And then, uh, even after the, like, girl, I don't want to win moment, she did it again where it's like, no, really, put me in the bottom two. <laughs> no, it was, it was the kind of thing where it's like, here's the thing about a reveal. Both outfits need to be real outfits, and you want the second outfit to be better. You don't want to do a double reveal where it's like... Like, I actually like this. I hear what you're saying, and you've got good points. And it wasn't... Because of the belt, it didn't flow like a captain, so, like, whatever... But I still think it was technically a captain, and I liked the first look. It was the best one of the three. But then it was like, and here's a worse look. Oh, and here's an even worse look. It was like, like a nesting doll of crap. Yeah. It was like a no. real... <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to say that it was bad. I just think that literally wearing the jacket without the belt cinched as her runway would have been a good runway. Because it would have looked like a caftan, but like a caftan coat, it would have... It had a totally different tonal feel than the other ones. Another problem is that the second look did not match her makeup and hair at all. Yeah. Well, then on top of that, it was just like, what season is this? Yeah. Like, <laughs> the, it starts off very winter. Like, I don't know. I think it was like a little winter, spring, summer. Winter, spring, summer, and watch me fall. Yeah. <laughs> like, ooh, girl. All right. Uh, Nina's very cheesecake. Very like Golden Girls. I I loved it. Very Mrs. Roper, which okay. Michelle said. Yeah, from yeah. Three's Company. Uh, no, I I really like this captain. I thought it would like when you think of a captain, this is exactly what you think of. It was this very is, Webster's Dictionary definition. This of a is like nineteen seventies old late like hippie old lady in a captain. Yeah, no, this totally reminded me of some granola bitch from back in the day. That's just like, oh, let me tell you about my chakras. Like, yeah. I just I really like. And this is that bitch's hair on its best day. Yeah. Agreed. A thousand percent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. She she pulled off the whole like moon mother yeah. half ten. Yeah, yeah. yeah she fucking killed it. Yeah, no, like good for her. Good I'm glad that this isn't the time when she had like a runway that was questionable. She like she delivered on this episode from start to finish all throughout mm-hmm. and yeah. I was really happy I love how there wasn't even a question that she was the winner yeah like no, I, no I one watched uh, Untucked but like everyone was no, just everyone like everyone was just like congratulations yeah, yeah, like, no, yeah. No, I, I did watch Untucked this yeah. week and absolutely and I love that it was like we're so happy yeah seriously yeah, yeah. Like, like, we fucking you deserve this. this we're so happy for you you're clearly gonna get this if you don't like it was they basically didn't even say like, that like, like it was so no like, one even said if you don't because it was just like so 
clear that it was. And I feel like it was almost the type of situation where if Brooke had one, she'd just be like... It would have been like Adele winning the Grammys and being like, seriously, what does Beyonce yeah. have to do? <laughs> like, like, and as much as I think Brooklyn Heights is like here for herself, yeah. but like is also a good friend who's like supporting her friends within this, I think that this would have been a moment where it was so absurd she would have actually been like, nah. <laughs> well, speaking of, last week Brooklyn did... Did give did Nina thank the credit. Yeah, did that. Yeah, give Nina the credit that she deserved. And then this week, they just completely ignored that with Nina being all like, I think Nina Well, didn't know. Nina wasn't Nina out know. there. She wasn't out there. She wasn't there for that part of the whole thing. And but it's I guarantee. Not like, I, it's not like before the tops or bottoms was going to happen because they don't talk yeah. until tops or bottoms are announced. Like, she was gone. Like, literally, she had no opportunity to talk until Nina was already out of the room. And as soon as she did have an opportunity to talk, she was basically just like, Nina helped me. The reason I did this well is because of Nina. And so I was like, I, I totally felt for both of them because I was like, of course Nina doesn't know that that happens. And then of course it's the, like, I would feel a way in that situation totally. as well. Like, I don't feel like that's unjustifiable, but I feel like at some point, like, and I'm sure that they did do this because like seeing them together at Roscoe's, you can tell these bitches are close. Yeah. Like they totally probably called each other and had a moment where it was like, yeah, so, like, misunderstanding, sorry, girl, and, like, they would just be like, yeah, no, it's fine, love you. See, like, I feel like if if Brooke had given Nina credit on stage, she absolutely gave her credit. Yeah, I think this has already been discussed. I think they're fine. I don't yeah. think the episode Yeah, had like, I think that she actually gave her credit to her face, and we just didn't see it. Yeah, and yeah. I like think that Nina line. being in her head and feeling a way, and in that moment in confessional saying that before she knows, saying that is not a thing that Brooklyn... Is gonna like get worked. Oh, absolutely over. not. Like, absolutely not. Yeah. I would have felt the exact same way. I doubt a phone call was even necessary. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. And it was so sure. like just uh, like Midwestern shade. Like Nina was so just. I don't know. Like her being pressed it about been, it. It would have been nice if I had gotten the recognition that <laughs> yeah. I felt I deserved. But I'm so happy. Yeah, for you. I'm so happy. For you <laughs> it was really cute. As I kind of like Fall it. on my sword to accommodate <laughs> yeah. you. Like, yeah. yeah, no, it was great. Uh, I'm but, living for this discussion moment right now. The, the physicality is not present because podcasts are not a visual medium. <laughs> yeah, no. And then, uh, like, I'll, I have to say, what now that we're on to the actual tops and bottoms, what the fuck do you mean this wasn't a whole team like top I know. and a whole team bottom? I like, know. Really? Really? It was because they wanted to get sugar. Really? Like, no. Like, so I came into this episode saying, well, they're definitely going to figure out a way to put Vanjie and sugar, most predominantly sugar in the bottom. And I feel like watching the way they did this, it was like, you guys were really sad on getting those two friends. Like, I thought that before the episode even started. And it was funny to watch it. Like, yeah, yeah you yeah. were going to... Because as much as I think sugar made some mistakes... She was in the strongest group, the weakest performer, but frankly, in my opinion, stronger than everybody on the other team. Yes. Yes. And while she overdid it and she like put too much in that she kind of missed the mark with the runway, she still was absolutely like within the realm of safe for this runway. A thousand percent. That like they were just set on putting her there. Like that was was nothing she could do. And to me, if like Suga is such an interesting presence on this show because you can tell she has, she's older, she's talented and good at a lot of things. She's very new to drag, so what she does well, she tends to do very well. And when she misses the mark, she misses it a lot. I think she's a weird wild card that has been a lot of fun 
for me this season and I like her and she's funny in the confessionals I feel like if she is safe the whole way because she's really strong in some places and weak in others and makes it to the top four like I want them to just let her make it to the top four like I want her to like if she manages to be safe the whole time getting to the top four like that's okay I don't know for me like this ain't big brother (laughs) <laughs> that's what I keep thinking is I'm like this ain't big brother but, you gotta win something she, girl yes but she did not deserve to go she did home. not deserve to be bottom two this week at all I, I like, and I feel like they so manipulated it to get her in the bottom two and it was like they didn't even do a good job they did a terrible job and if you're going to like convince me she belongs in the bottom two and you have all the footage to edit exactly. convince me fucking do it yeah like yeah. because i know you can like yeah, this yeah. is a, this is like a critique of the production like, yeah. i'm fully aware that like they sell us a story and that they produce the shit out of it and like but just like do it better no yeah. i feel like i feel <laughs> like they've gotten lazier about it in a way that i'm like have some respect yeah you're gonna seriously. try to fool me like yeah yeah no it was one of those things where it was just like yeah i mean that would have been fine if you if if it was the case that the whole other team didn't just fucking train wreck, this is almost as bad as the situation we had with the televangelist. I agree. Where it's yeah. just like, and we're taking the one person from the other team that was the worst, and they're actually gonna lip sync instead of like five of you six bitches. And it's just <laughs> like, no, 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 no. That whole team was awful. And just like, they can all go and do their little lip sync together because it is, it just ain't good. So who would have been your bottom two? Um, well, I definitely feel that Vanjie deserved to be in the bottom. And outside of that, I would have put Silky in the bottom. Yep. That's, that's exactly how I feel. I think Silky did a bad job. I think her calf, I think her runway was better because they made her finally get out of a gar, of, of a pageant gown. But, um... I thought she did a terrible job and she was just being silky and it really didn't work for the challenge and no one said anything. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I honestly don't like, I, I'm one of those bitches where certain things I care about, certain things I don't care about the planning and preparation and the like, Oh, so-and-so should have done this. Da, 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 da. No, I don't, I don't, I don't care about any of that bullshit. All I care about is the final product and the final product was still shit. Yeah. So like, the whole, like, she planned poorly and they should have planned differently, like, that doesn't even factor into the equation for me, like, at all, like, zero percent, but I'm still just like, oh, you just sucked, like, and, and I, I am one, I feel like I'm one of the, one of the few people watching season 11 that isn't, like, I wish Silky would just go away already. Like, no, I feel like she's deserved to be here. And honestly, until this week, I don't think she's deserved to be in the bottom two. At all. Ever. Yeah, I'm on a roller coaster ride with her. Like, sometimes I find her just so, just, I don't know, funny. Like, I mean, like, but she's so one note. She's so one note. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of like the song TikTok, where it's only, like, it's basically, you know... Like this, these three, these same notes put together to make every other pop song. And God damn it, there's a reason that so many pop songs are made out of those same fucking notes because it's a good set of notes. But at the same time, and that's what Silky delivers, where yeah, it's just totally. like, you know, like you only have, you only have these five notes, girl. But at the same time, there's a reason that those five notes are so successful. So I, I just, I, 
I just, it didn't come together for me this week, and she just stood in her own way, so I'm just like, you know, this is your time. So those would have been your bottom two? Yes. Yeah. What about you? Would have been, yeah. I think... You said Akiria. I think Akiria. Because I actually do care that people understand that they are on Drag Race. And, like, this was part of the challenge, was producing a show. Team, yeah. Working with a team and producing a show. And to not have that foresight in this specific challenge, like to know that this will totally bomb, uh, if we don't write shit down yeah. is a problem for me. Yeah. And I, 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 like I say that I would want a Curia and maybe even Silky because at least Vanjie was like she advocating was for, she was advocating for writing shit down where Silky and, uh, Akira were the ones who were very adamant that they not do it and that it would be off the cuff. Um, so maybe they're my bottom two. That's fine. Um, I think that's legit. Plus, plus the plus the like like the caftan, the caftan thing. thing. Yeah. The, the fact that it wasn't a caftan yeah, in any kind of way. <laughs> but at the same time, like envisioning like a final what six with sugar and not one of them, I'm not all that comfortable with. So, yeah. like, as annoyed as I am that. Like, Sugar was in the bottom two when she absolutely didn't deserve it. I think I'm still happy with the end result. Uh, yeah. So. Well, know. also, <laughs> rewind. What did you think about the guest judges in Ruse Look this week? Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Because I actually really did love Ruse Look. I loved, I loved it, it, too. It was like a return to, like, classic beauty. Well, it's also great to see, great to see her in a wig that's not blonde. I loved her fucking wig. Yeah. Um... Yeah. And I love the kind of, like, muted 70s color palette of the dress. Uh, I was very into it. I couldn't tell if you could see, like, a bit of her, like, I don't know, wig line? Or, well, obviously not, like, yeah. but, like, because there was something bouncing off the top of her forehead. I was like, what is that? <laughs> um, but but she me, has no hair, so I'm like, what yeah, am I looking no, at? It's not a hairline. Yeah. <laughs> to, me, to me, it definitely was... Like, visually, just, it was different. She's always blonde. Yeah, she's always blonde. blonde. I was actually really surprised when they did the um, Black Panther movie parodies that she didn't do a bald look. That she didn't do a bald look because it was the one time where it would have made sense and we all would have been gagged. And she's a bald man. Um, But it was good to see her in a, like, what was solidly, indisputably, like, an actual different hair color for the first time in forever. I need all the listeners to know that I've been nodding that entire time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just yes, realize yes, that. Yes, yeah. yes, <laughs> Again, yes. we were on a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Famously a visual I, medium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I... Is it bad that I just want to see her in some, like, poetic justice box braids? Not at all. Not at all. Like, I just want to, I just want to see it. Yeah. I just want to see it. Uh, but, uh... This was branching out for her. Oh, yeah. And And the guest judges, we had Gina Rodriguez and, um... Some Australian actress. Yeah. <laughs> they were, like, truly the sugarcane of guest judges. So you like sugarcane way less than I do. <laughs> I actually... I, I, I live for any guest judge that comes to the main stage of RuPaul's Drag Race... But drag Race. <laughs> that comes to the main stage of RuPaul's Drag Race and turns a look. And... Uh, even though, Gina, you only saw her do her little pose at the front, you saw a garment on the floor in back of her, and 
I know for a fact that bitch had a reveal. Oh shit! That Good bitch eye. had a reveal, and those earrings were the high... deepest of homosexuals. <laughs> <laughs> those earrings were high drag, and I was just—I was here for it. So I was just like, "Ooh!" And then the other one had on her little, like the little, the bejeweled hat. I, what is her name? Can we? Can, can um, we... thirteen reasons why. <laughs> Like teen suicide spikes. They, <laughs> they, they, they both. I'm pretty sure that's her name. <laughs> that, that became a very. That, they were very good judges in that they came with lots of opinions. I had like no opinions on either of them beforehand, but they seemed quite competent. Yeah. Also, Gina Rodriguez has either lost a significant amount of weight or had some moderate moderate work done. I can't tell what. Really? She's so young. Really? I don't think so. No, her face looks different than when it did when she was on Jane the Virgin. Uh, isn't that show still on? I think it's over. I don't know. I never watched the CW, so. I did enjoy the Australian girl's wink. Yeah. yeah. That Me was too. like the one part. That was <laughs> I love it when the judges are playful and present. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, do we want to get in the lip sync? Uh, well. We first we need to talk about the winner. Obviously, Nina Westwan. Yeah. Woo! We all saw it a yeah. thousand miles away. Yeah. No, we all saw that coming. Which yeah, yeah obviously. <laughs> but I don't know. I I really love that she like it. It's always great to see a queen excel at like what it is that they do. Yeah. Like you know, it's kind of like when Aquaria won the like the ball. Yeah. Or, like, you know, when, like, Jinx won the Snatch Game or something like that. Yeah. When a queen that came here, like, to showcase, this is what I do. Like, when they, like, just hit it out of the park on their challenge. Like, the challenge that is made for them. It's I so just, satisfying. It's so oh, satisfying. Yeah, completely. Yeah. And, like, I, I feel like this challenge was tailor-made for Nina West. And, like, kind of like last year, how they were like, you know, this challenge is for you. Like, the inner saboteur challenge with Miss Cracker. Oh, yeah. And uh, that whole bullshit. Yeah, That was absolutely... That was total bullshit. They just wanted to send her home. But, like, at the same time, it brought up the fact that, yes, certain challenges are made for certain girls. Courtney Acton and George Alano had the musical, like, thing week two because Let's Eat It. Let, I'm sorry, let's face it, Adore Delano ate shit on that first challenge, so they had to blow that out of her week, too. So, because they were like, is she going to stay long enough to, <laughs> for us to do our goddamn musical? I sure hope so. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, here, it was a late in the season one, but you could tell it was just made for her, and she just killed it. Yeah, no, it's sort of the opposite of Evie during the Monsters Ball, where it was like, they like they are treating you right now like the spiritual successor of Sharon Needles. If you just leaned yeah, into yeah. being Evie, you would win this. And she was like, "I don't want to caricature myself, you know." I kind of did the unexpected. And you, we watched her like tamper herself. You yeah, know? it's fine. Like, doing that was, what you do well flawlessly. Yeah, like, and yeah. it was painful to watch Evie 
not like not win but come in second place in a challenge where she absolutely should have won like that broke yeah no it would have been like if nina had uh made an entire production but all the people in it were actually amoebas <laughs> and it's just like i want to do the unexpected yeah, yeah bitch, like, just wait, do what you do the judges are expecting me to be funny what if i'm not funny? <laughs> yeah. what if i'm like not funny <laughs> oh my god they'll never see it coming yeah. oh my god. uh so going on to the actual elimination we have Sugar and Vanjie that are up for elimination but before that I just have to say the look on Silky's face when Rue says you're safe was flawless because even she was like surprised again? she was surprised which, which that <laughs> Wait, surprised what? me because like she has been a little bit like delusional her delusional sense of self esteem yeah like, her self assurance is like girl Whatever tumor is growing on your frontal lobe that makes you so self-assured <laughs> like, all the give time. Give me half of it. Yeah, <laughs> I wish I had some of that self Bang foreheads for a while yeah. until I have that confidence. Oh my god! Yeah, no, but yeah, I I love that face. That face really just like I fucked that me. too. Yeah. yeah, no, I was I was all about that face, and then uh, we get to the actual lip sync, and I have to say, uh, one. I don't know about you all, but for that lip sync, one, I didn't really think Vanjie had much going on for the first 65% of it. And then on top of that, I even, like, turned to my husband at one point and just go, are we actually going to see Sugar during this lip sync? Like, Mm. the edit was, like, 80% Vanjie, 20% Sugar, and I was just like... Are we like? Do we even have a basis by which to do this? And I literally was saying at the beginning of the lip sync because, like, Vanjie did that crescendo. She did that crescendo, but Sugar started out so strong in that lip sync that I was just like, "It's Sugar's bye, Vanjie, bye." Like it's been and, great. And yeah. we've seen Sugar do another lip sync where the song was a punch string about like that's not you can't two step it, but it's really about emoting the song and mm-hmm. Sugar killed that yeah so yeah. when they started playing the song I was like I know this isn't Sugar's wheelhouse um I felt like they were keeping the camera on Vanjie which tells me and the few minutes moments they were on Sugar she was emoting very well and that tells me that if it was like hey we're just gonna give you a straight up view of the stage of these two I would that I would be thinking that Sugar should have won and they couldn't have done that so they were gonna keep it on Vanjie that's what I thought. I, I don't know. I like I I don't know if it's something about Sugar's paint. Yeah. That like m- makes it incapable of her to emote anything else but one like kind of like desperate emotion. Yeah. Uh like and Vanjie was able to have a little bit more nuance in the way she acted that song. Yeah. That I, like, so there was able to be a slow build where Sugar was just, like, instantly desperate. Like, instantly, like, that that had me a little more on Vanjie's side. Uh, I, I But it wasn't like a Kenya Michael situation where, like, she just does not get the song. Like, both of them understood oh, to yeah. kind of just, like, emote and, and be present and... and Feel the song. And feel the song and not like pull out a bunch of stunts. I was really happy that Sugar didn't reveal that, you know, outfit again. Or... <laughs> well, they made it abundantly clear to keep that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like you to keep, keep that on, shit please. on, girl. <laughs> yeah, no, the thing that the thing that I think that Vanjie did right is it started off like 
It started off kind of like distressed. Yeah. Like the song is. But it built up into straight up mania. Exactly. Like she looked manic. Yeah. By the end of it. And uh, one thing that I thought was actually like, uh, like one of the things that I didn't like as much about that whole manic thing that she had going on. Loved the mania, thought it was amazing, but at the same time, the the dance moves that she was doing during the mania, they didn't look like this is. They looked like real mania as opposed to planned mania. Yeah, where it was just like, no, this bitch is literally that desperate in this moment. She's not just like she's not just lip syncing. She is experiencing true mania right now. And this is a manic moment for Vanessa Vinci Mateo. And I'll say this, it served her well. I was going to say, that's a a great parallel, like reality and that song. I mean, I think she's harnessing how she probably actually Actually felt. felt, exactly. Like, so it worked out. Yeah, no, it definitely worked out for her. By the end of it, I was just like, okay. I got goosebumps. I I rewatched it again, like, like, prepping for this this morning. And I like it's like the fifth time I had seen it, and I like literally got goosebumps. Wow, you watched this? I watched it once. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I, it, yeah, I literally got goosebumps still on the like fifth time. I, I thought that she did a great fucking job. Yeah, I was really into it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, given that that's who they put up for the lip sync, I don't think they made the wrong call. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just like. Oh, poor sugar. They wanted. They want. You had won by this point, and this was your chance to like really shit or get and off you're the not pot. And you didn't shit. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, if, if, if Sugar Cane was to knock Vanjie out of the competition, it would have completely like invalidated bringing Vanjie back. Like, period. Yeah, like, just, like, like, just, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, this kind of, well, like... So, I think this is a good... So, it seems like we wrapped up the episode. This is a good segue to something I should have talked to you about at the top of the episode. Which is? Which is, what are you thinking of the season so far? You seem to not like Sugarcane very much. I... No, I thought that I don't. I like... I, let's let's start with, what are you thinking of this season? This season? As a whole. Uh, very much a roller coaster ride. Like, I, like certain episodes have been fan-fucking-tastic. Like, the Britney Church episode, I absolutely loved. I think that most of the acting challenges have been great. Um, and, but the ball episode just left me with blue balls. It was so terrible it was absolutely terrible and yeah. I, I i love and it's like my my favorite oh you a fashion girl it's my you? favorite challenge every season yeah and all of those looks were just god awful i was not into it at all um it was underwhelming it was very underwhelming i love i love i love the balls i love the runway yeah it's like i'm always here for that episode and i love like drag queens doing creepy so yeah, it was like the too. setup was like perfect. It was yeah. so so then for me, it's not like it was terrible. It was deeply underwhelming. Yeah, and it that really was upsetting. Yeah, but like it, but it's also had fantastic moments. Like that lip sync between Evie and Brooklyn was just fully iconic, Instantly. iconic. Like oh, yeah. and and Brooklyn's reveal on its own. Like, I, yeah. I went back to her Instagram and just, like, watched that moment, like, 30 times on a we plane. My, yeah. my favorite thing thus far that has come out of this whole season is the ASMR video of Brooklyn's runway from that episode, That's where amazing. it's literally just, like, click, 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 <laughs> click, click, 
Click, click. Oh, wow. Yes, bitch. Click, click, click. Stretch of the leather. Stretch of the leather. Click, click, click. Yes. Is that how you fall asleep every night? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's that, that's what I play when I'm like feeling overwhelmed at work. <laughs> it's just that a girl slow, means that. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I believe it. Um, all right. So, and and I am curious. So, Sugar is our departing queen. What did you think about Sugar overall in the show? I actually, I mean, I liked her. And her performance. I liked her storyline. First okay. off, I liked the idea of just being like, I would. I'm 40, and I would like to reinvent myself. I, you know, I'm kind of like sick of this trajectory that I'm yeah. on right now. Like, why not just co- totally just dive into a deep end of something that's so foreign to me? Um, and other than that, I think that for the, I, I feel like I would like her as a person. She seems very nice. I think that she's been competent to pretty good especially in the acting challenges mm-hmm. like I loved her in um, uh, Why Gotta Be Black Panther okay. um, but I, I do think that this was her time to go I think that her and Banji are like the clear like um, yeah you're, you're like like to me it, like, not even underdog the, because that implies that they might make it to the final four right they're just yeah. like they're just not there yeah and, like that was clear going into this episode um I have loved having Sugar here as a wild card from the perspective of she's super likable as a person and she's very good at some things but is new to this as a whole. So she makes a great wild card. Yeah. On a show like this, obviously they're not actually looking for the best drag queens. No. Yeah. They would be making for... very different decisions. Exactly. They're producing a reality show. Yeah. And I we love need this type and yeah. she filled that. And I think she adds a wild card in a storyline they never had before. And she was funny in the confessionals and she was safe to good. Mo- Most the vast of the time. majority of the time. Yeah. I've liked having her there. I do think it was, her you're time. right. Like it was, I mean, to me it was like either her or Vanjie are going home this week. Yeah. And to me, it would have been Banji because Sugar's performance in the main challenge was too good to even put her in the bottom two. But, like, I get it. It's yeah. Like, I yeah. mean, I, but I feel like if she didn't go home this week, they'd be figuring out how to send her home next week. So. Exactly. Yeah. 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 No, that, the, the writing was already on the wall. Right. So. So. I don't. But even Sugar knows that the producers did her dirty. Like, and they left that in. Like, even, like right before the lip sync is about to happen. Like, Sugar's like, I don't get this at all. Like, in yeah. her confessional, she's like, I'm mad as hell. I shouldn't be here. And I'm like, well, like, at least good for, you know, the producers for yeah. <laughs> kind of calling themselves out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. I agree. They're, they're doing way less cutting out. Yeah. Cutting out Rue's weird pot story. Shady, yeah. <laughs> yeah shady being yeah. out. Shady the queens being like, nah. Like, yeah. I don't know. In a weird, well, in a weird way, it actually makes it better because I feel like we see through enough of the production that they're like... And they know that, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like they pulled the curtain back a little bit because they had to. Yeah. Um, That's fair. Yeah. All right. All right. So, Patty Gaines, can you tell me where you got your drag name from? Well, it was like, I was actually having dinner last night with a bunch of my friends, and I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to be recording this podcast tomorrow, and they all have drag names, and I don't have one. So, I, I like, elicited the help of all my friends at dinner, and uh, I think instantly, my friend Harrison, hey, Harrison. Uh, hey, Harrison. Hey. <laughs> Uh, just came up with Patty Gayanese on the spot, and I was like, that is 
fucking perfect. It's just kind of an obscure 90s callback mixed with, like, maybe a cum pun. And then <laughs> you explain the cum pun to us? <laughs> I don't, I, like, is gay and A's cum? I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's my Guinness. <laughs> oh, God, I might have just ruined cum for me. Uh, <laughs> Block it out. We're going to cut it. Yeah, no, don't worry. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, and yeah, Patty Gayanese was born. I I, I live for it. All right. I'm looking forward to seeing you on the road. Um, so (laughs) thank you, Patty, so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I had an absolute blast. Yeah, we had a blast recording with you. Uh, so that's the episode. All right. Thank you everyone for listening. Listening. I'm Condé Nasty. I'm that girl down the street. Uh, and this has been Reading Drag Race. Please rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, send affectionate smoke signals of love. You get the idea. And if your name is Louis Vertel, we love you. You're a model. You're, you look like Linda Evangelista. Please be on our podcast. And now stay tuned for a reading from That Girl Down the Street, part of the Reading Drag Race podcast. Bye. 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 Hey, everyone. It's That Girl Down the Street with another weekly drag queen tarot reading. This week we're going to be doing a reading from Miss Sugarcane, the most recently eliminated queen from RuPaul's Drag Race. Let's get started. Our first card is the Eight of Pentacles followed by the Nine of Wands, and then the Star. Well, sugar, honestly, in a lot of ways, this is kind of, uh, outside of the Star, pretty much sums you up to the T, doesn't it? So, that first card, that first card, the Eight of Pentacles, it's all about apprenticeship and mastery. It's really about, like, doing the work, putting in the work, so that you can master the skills. I mean, come on, really? (laughs) In a lot of ways, these cards are so fitting that it's honestly like, do I even have to say anything? So, the Eight of Pentacles is all about putting in work, practice, towards the mastery of a skill. So... Obviously, this has to do with the fact that um, you're rather new to the field. There's some work for you to do. But ultimately, with due diligence, you're going to get there. The Nine of Wands, it has it, it basically has this person who's just like, oh, fuck. Like, you know, beat down, ravaged. But at the same time, they're still like ready and defensible. So it refers to like some sort of challenge or change that's occurring that, you know, something that you can ultimately overcome and that you're prepared for it. But it is going to be something that is work to overcome. I would have to say that this has something to do with the fact that It's going to take effort to get people to be solidly in your corner. Ultimately, the fact that they threw you out when... Why were you in the bottom? The fact that they did that will be something that will, I think, will ultimately galvanize people around you. And we all knew that we should have been seeing you longer. We didn't. Uh... 
people's minds might not all ultimately be made up. So that's something that you can, you know, use to your advantage moving forward. Be ready. And then the last card, the star, it has one foot in reality, one foot in, like, the waters of imagination. So it's all about just really, this is the time for you to achieve your dreams. Like, that's that's really what it is, is be open to things, because right now is the time to really be focused on your dreams, your aspirations, because now is the time to really go after them. This is a great final card for you to be having right now, because it's basically saying that you're presented with an opportunity right here or in the future where your dreams will be within reach. So I don't know what it is that your ultimate goal is. Is like, you know, is it Darien Lake style? Like all I came here for was a crown bitch. I don't care about my goddamn edit. Or was it a, a huge fan base? Was it just uh, the ability to showcase your art and be able to travel the world doing so, whatever it is that is your, like, dream, this is really the time to be focusing on those dreams. So I think that ultimately these things are really good. They're very positive. We're not saying you aren't going to have to do work because your first two cards are essentially about either work or just, like, the fact that things aren't going to be necessarily the easiest, but the star card being final, it's the case that it's also going to be some, like, this is the time to be focusing on your aspirations. I think you'll get to the place that you want to be at. So, good for you, sugar. Uh... Things are going to be fine. And also, like, fuck that shit. That was bullshit. Love you, girl. Uh, this has been your weekly drag queen tarot reading with that girl down the street. Yes, God! Yeah, you know, that's it for me. Have a good one. Club 96. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Sorry, sorry.